Chapter 20, verses 1 through 18. Of Catina Aria, Gospel of St. Luke, Part 2, by St. Thomas Aquinas. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter 22, verses 1 through 8. And it came to pass that on one of those days, as he taught the people in the temple and preached the gospel, the chief priests and the scribes came unto him with the elders, and spake unto him, saying, Tell us by what authority doest thou these things? Or who is he that gave thee this authority? And he answered and said unto them, I will also ask you one thing, and answer me. The baptism of John, was it from heaven or of men? And they reasoned with themselves, saying, If we shall say from heaven, he will say, Why then believed ye him not? But, and if we say of men, all the people will stone us, for they be persuaded that John was a prophet. And they answered that they could not tell whence it was. And Jesus said unto them, Neither tell I you by what authority I do these things. Augustine, having related the casting out of those that bought and sold in the temple, Luke omits Christ's going to Bethany and his return again to the city and the circumstances of the fig tree and the answer which was made to the astonished disciples concerning the power of faith. And having omitted all these, as he does not, like Mark, pursue the events of each day in order, he commences with these words. And it came to pass that on one of those days, by which we may understand that day on which Matthew and Mark related that event to have taken place. Eusebius, but the rulers who should have been struck with wonder at one who taught such heavenly doctrines and have been convinced by his words and deeds that this was the same Christ whom the prophets had foretold came to hinder him, so helping onward the destruction of the people. For it follows, and spake unto him, saying, Tell us, by what authority doest thou these things, etc. As if he said, By the law of Moses, those only who are sprung from the blood of Levi have authority to teach, and power over the sacred buildings. But thou, who art of the line of Judah, usurpest the offices assigned to us. Whereas, O Pharisee, if thou hadst known the scriptures, thou wouldst have called to mind that this is the priest after the order of Melchizedek, who offers to God them that believe on him by that worship which is above the law. Why then art thou troubled? He cast out of the sacred house things which seemed necessary for the sacrifices of the law, because he calls us by faith to the true righteousness. Bede. Or when they say, By what authority dost thou these things? They doubt concerning the power of God, and wish it to be understood that of the devil he doeth this, adding moreover, And who is he that gave thee this authority? Most plainly do they deny the Son of God, when they think that not by his own power, but another's, he doeth miracles. Now our Lord, by a simple answer, might have refuted such calumny. But he wisely asks a question, that by their silence or their words they might condemn themselves. And he answered and said unto them, I also will ask, etc. Theophylact, for that he might show that they had always rebelled against the Holy Spirit, 
and that besides Isaiah, whom they remembered not, they had refused to believe John, whom they had lately seen. He now, in his turn, puts the question to them, proving that, if so great a prophet as John, who was counted greatest among them, had been disbelieved when he testified of him, they would in no wise believe him, answering by what authority he did this. Eusebius, his question concerning John the Baptist, is not from whence was he sprung, but whence received he his law of baptism. But they feared not to shun the truth. For God sent John as a voice, saying, Prepare ye the way of the Lord. But they dreaded to speak the truth, lest it should be said, Why did ye not believe? And they scrupled to blame the forerunner, not from fear of God, but of the people, as it follows, and they reasoned within themselves, saying, If we shall say from heaven, he will say, Why then believed ye him not? Bede, as if he should say, He whom you confess had his gift of prophecy from heaven, and gave testimony to me, and ye heard from him by what power I should do these things. It follows, But if we shall say of men, the whole people will stone us, for they be persuaded that John was a prophet. Therefore perceived they, in whatever way they should answer, they would fall into a trap, fearing the stoning, but much more the confession of the truth. And then it follows, and they answered, that they could not tell whence it was, because they will not confess that which they knew. They were baffled, and the Lord would not tell them what he knew. As it follows, and Jesus said unto them, Neither will I tell you by what authority I do these things. For there are two reasons especially why we should conceal the truth from those that ask. For example, when the questioner is incapable of understanding what he asks, or when from hatred or contempt he is unworthy to have his questions answered. Verses 9 through 18. Then began he to speak to the people this parable. A certain man planted a vineyard, and let it forth to husbandmen, and went into a far country for a long time. And at the season he sent a servant to the husbandmen, that they should give him of the fruit of the vineyard. But the husbandmen beat him, and sent him away empty. And again he sent another servant, and they beat him also, and entreated him shamefully, and sent him away empty. And again he sent a third, and they wounded him also, and cast him out. Then said the Lord of the vineyard, What shall I do? I will send my beloved son. It may be that they will reverence him when they see him. But when the husbandmen saw him, they reasoned among themselves, saying, This is the heir. Come, let us kill him, that the inheritance may be ours. So they cast him out of the vineyard and killed him. What therefore shall the Lord of the vineyard do unto them? He shall come and destroy these husbandmen, and shall give the vineyard to others. And when they heard it, they said, God forbid. And he beheld them and said, What is this then that is written? The stone which the builders rejected, the same has become the head of the corner. Whosoever shall fall upon that stone shall be broken. But on whomsoever it shall fall, it will grind him to powder. Eusebius. The rulers of the Jewish people, being now assembled together in the temple, Christ put forth a parable, foretelling by a figure the things they were about to do to him, and the rejection that was in store for them. 
Augustine, Matthew has admitted for brevity's sake what Luke has not, namely, that the parable was spoken not to the rulers only, who asked concerning his authority, but also to the people. Ambrose, now many derive different meanings from the name vineyard, but Isaiah clearly relates the vineyard of the Lord of Sabbath to be the house of Israel. This vineyard, who else but God planted? Bede, the man then who plants the vineyard is the same who, according to another parable, hired laborers into his vineyard. Eusebius, but the parable which Isaiah gives denounces the vineyard, whereas our Savior's parable is not directed against the vineyard, but the cultivators of it, of whom it is added, and he let it out to husbandmen, that is, to the elders of the people, and the chief priests, and the doctors, and all the nobles. Theophylact, or each one of the people is the vineyard, each likewise is the husbandman. For every one of us takes care of himself. Having committed then the vineyard to the husbandman, he went away, that is, he left them to the guidance of their own judgment. Hence it follows, and went into a far country for a long time. Ambrose, not that our Lord journeys from place to place, seeing that he is ever present in every place, but that he is more present to those who love him, while he removes himself from those who regard him not. But he was absent for a long time, lest his coming to require his fruits might seem too early. For the more indulgent it is, it renders obstinacy the less excusable. Cyril, or God took himself away from the vineyard for the course of many years. For since the time that he was seen to descend in the likeness of fire upon Mount Sinai, he no longer vouched to them his visible presence. Though no change took place, in which he sent not his prophets and righteous men to give warning thereof. As it follows, and at the time of the vintage, he sent a servant to the husbandmen, that they should give him of the fruit of the vineyard. Theophylact, he says of the fruit of the vineyard, because not the whole fruit, but part only, he wished to receive. For what does God gain from us, but his own knowledge, which is also our profit? Bede, but it is rightly written fruit, not increase, for there is no increase in this vineyard. The first servant sent was Moses, who for forty years sought of the husbandmen the fruit of the law which he had given. But he was wroth against them, for they provoked his spirit. Hence it follows, but they beat him and sent him away empty. Ambrose, and it came to pass that he ordained many others, whom the Jews sent back to him disgraced and empty, for they could reap nothing from them. As it follows, and again he sent another servant. Bede, by the other servant is meant David, who was sent after the commandment of the law, that he, by the music of his psalmody, might stir up the husbandmen to the exercise of good works. But they, on the contrary, declared, What portion have we in David? Neither have we inheritance in the son of Jesse. Hence it follows, and they beat him also, and entreated him shamefully, and sent him away empty. But he does not stop here, for it follows, and again he sent a third, whereby we must understand the company of prophets who constantly visited the people with their testimony. But which of the prophets did they not persecute? As it follows, and they wounded him also and cast him out. Now these three successors of the servants 
our Lord elsewhere shows to comprehend, under a figure, all the teachers under the law. When he says, for all those things must be fulfilled, which were written in the law of Moses and the prophets, and the Psalms, concerning me. Theophylact. After the prophets then had suffered all these things, the son is delegated, for it follows, Then said the Lord of the vineyard, What shall I do? That the Lord of the vineyard speaks doubtingly, arises not from ignorance, for what is there that the Lord knows not? But he is said to hesitate, that the free will of man may be preserved. Cyril, the Lord of the vineyard also ponders what he should do, not that he is in need of ministers, but that having thoroughly tried every device of human aid, yet his people being in no wise healed, he may add something greater. As he goes on to say, I will send my beloved son, it may be that they will reverence him when they see him. Theophylact. Now he said this, not as ignorant that they would treat him worse than they did the prophets, but because the son ought to be reverenced by them. But if they should still be rebellious and slay him, this would crown their iniquity. Lest therefore any should say that the divine presence has necessarily been the cause of their disobedience, he uses purposely this doubtful mode of speech. Ambrose. When then the only begotten Son was sent to them, the unbelieving Jews, wishing to be rid of the error, put him to death by crucifying him, and rejected him by denying him. Christ is the heir and the tester likewise, the heir because he survives his own death, and of the testament which he himself bequeathed. He reaps, as it were, the hereditary prophets in our advances. Bede. But our Lord most clearly proves that the Jewish rulers crucified the Son of God, not from ignorance, but for envy. For they knew it was he to whom it was said, I will give thee the heathen for thine inheritance. And they cast him out of the vineyard and slew him. Because Jesus, that he might sanctify the people by his blood, suffered without the gate. Theophylact, since we have already assumed the people, not Jerusalem, to be the vineyard, it may perhaps be more properly said that the people indeed slew him without the vineyard. That is, our Lord suffered without the hands of the people, because in truth the people did not with their own hands inflict death upon him, but delivered him up to Pilate and the Gentiles. But some by the vineyard have understood the scripture, which not believing they slew the Lord. And so without the vineyard, that is, without scripture, our Lord is said to have suffered. Bede. Or was he cast out of the vineyard and slain, because he was first driven out of the hearts of the unbelievers, and then fastened to the cross? Chrysostom. Now it was not accidentally, but part of the purpose of the divine dispensation, that Christ came after the prophets. For God does not pursue all things at once, but accommodates himself to mankind through his great mercy. For if they despised his son after coming after his servants, much less would they have heard him before. For they who listened not to the inferior commands, how would they have heard the greater? Ambrose, he rightly puts the question to them, that they may condemn themselves by their own words. As it follows, what then will the Lord of the vineyard do to them? Basil, and this happens, as it were, to men who are condemned, having nothing to answer to the plain evidence of justice. 
but it is the property of divine mercy not to inflict punishment in secret, but to foretell it with threatenings, that so it might recall men to repentance, and thus it follows here, he shall come and destroys those husbandmen. Ambrose, he says, the Lord of the vineyard will come, because in the Son is present also the Father's majesty, or because in the last times he will be more graciously present by his Spirit in the hearts of men. Cyril, the Jewish leaders were shut out then because they resisted their Lord's will and made the vineyard barren, which was entrusted to them. But the cultivation of the vineyard was given to the priests of the New Testament, upon which the scribes and Pharisees, as soon as they perceived the force of the parable, refused to permit it, saying as follows, God forbid. They did not, however, escape any whit the more, because of their obstinacy and disobedience to the faith of Christ. Theophylact. Now Matthew seems to relate the parable differently, that when our Savior asked indeed, what will he do then to the husbandmen? The Jews answered, he will miserably destroy them. But there is no difference between the two circumstances. The Jews at first pronounced that opinion, then perceiving the point of the parable said, God forbid, as Luke here relates. Augustine, or else in the multitude of which we are speaking, there were those who craftily asked our Lord by what authority he acted. There were those also who would not craftily but faithfully cried out, Blessed is he who cometh in the name of the Lord. And so there would be some who would say, He will miserably destroy those husbandmen, and let out his vineyard to others, which are rightly said to have been the words of our Lord himself, either on account of their truth or because of the unity of the members with the head. While there would be others also who would say to those who made this answer, God forbid, inasmuch as they understood the parable was spoken against themselves. It follows, And he beheld them, and said, What is this then that is written? The stone which the builders rejected, the same is become the head of the corner. Bede, as if he said, How shall the prophecy be fulfilled, except that Christ, being rejected and slain by you, is to be preached to the Gentiles, who will believe on him, that as the cornerstone he may thus from both nations build up one temple to himself. Eusebius, Christ is called a stone on account of his earthly body, cut out without hands, as in the vision of Daniel, because of his birth of the virgin. But the stone is neither of silver nor gold, because he is not any glorious king, but a man lowly and despised. Wherefore the builders rejected him. Theophylact, for the rulers of the people rejected him, when they said, This man is not of God, but he was so useful and so precious, that he was placed as the headstone of the corner. Cyril, but Holy Scripture compares to a corner the meaning together of the two nations, the Jew and the Gentile, into one faith, for the Savior has compacted both peoples into one new man, reconciling them in one body to the Father. Of saving help, then, is that stone to the corner made by it. But to the Jews who resisted this spiritual union, it bringeth destruction. Theophylact. He mentions two condemnations or destructions of them, one indeed of their souls, which they suffered being offended in Christ. And he touches this when he says, Whosoever shall fall upon that stone shall be shaken to pieces. 
but the other of their captivity and extermination, which the stone that was despised by them brought upon them. And he points to this when he says, But upon whomsoever it shall fall, it shall grind him to powder, or winnow him. For so were the Jews winnowed through the whole world, as the straw from the threshing floor. And mark the order of things, for first comes the wickedness committed against him, then follows the just vengeance of God. Bede, or else he who is a sinner yet believes on Christ, falls indeed upon the stone and is shaken, for he is preserved by penance unto salvation. But upon whomsoever it shall fall, that is, upon whom the stone itself has come down, because he denied it, it shall grind him to powder, so that not even a broken piece of a vessel shall be left, in which may be drunk a little water. Or he means by those who fall upon him, such as only despise him, and therefore do not yet utterly perish, but are shaken violently, so that they cannot walk upright. But upon whom it falls, upon them shall he come in judgment with everlasting punishment. Therefore shall it grind them to powder, that they may be as the dust which the wind scatters from the face of the earth. Ambrose, the vineyard is also our type, for the husbandman is the Almighty Father, the vine is Christ, but we are the branches. Rightly are the people of Christ called a vine, either because it carries on its front the sign of the cross, or because its fruits are gathered in the latter time of the year, or because to all men, as to the equal rows of vines, poor as well as rich, servants as well as masters, there is an equal allotment in the church, without distinction of persons. And as the vine is married to the trees, so is the body to the soul. Loving this vineyard, the husbandman is wont to dig it and prune it, lest it grow too luxuriant in the shade of its foliage, and check by unfruitful boastfulness of words the ripening of its natural character. Here must be the vintage of the whole world, for here is the vineyard of the whole world. Bede. Or understanding it morally, to every one of the faithful is let out a vineyard to cultivate, in that the mystery of baptism is entrusted to him to work out. One servant is sent, a second and a third, when the law, the Psalms, and the prophets are read. But the servant who is sent is said to be treated despitefully or beaten, when the word heard is despised or blasphemed. The heir who is sent, that man kills as far as he can, who by sin tramples underfoot the Son of God. The wicked husbandman being destroyed, the vineyard is given to another, when with the gift of grace, which the proud man spurned, the humble are enriched. End of chapter 20, verses 1 through 18.